Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos, as always. And uh, with it being Halloween tomorrow, I thought uh, I would record a podcast about uh, some of the craziest uh, Halloween moments I've ever had. Because I've had a lot. And uh, it is interesting when you and I go back and think about... Uh, pretty much anything in my life it you know I'm sure with everybody things go wrong but when I look back on some of my stuff it just uh seems like the crazy is kicked up about three notches whenever something goes wrong for me it's almost like uh a giant and Murphy Murphy's law had a baby because whatever can go wrong will uh so I've got uh Three different stories for you today about uh, different Halloween stuff. Um, when I was uh, really young, I used to... Uh, I'll tell you this quick, because uh, when I was a kid, I used to love to wear capes when I would go out and, and trick-or-treat. And uh, I would always inevitably trip over my cape. I, uh, I remember one year I went out as Dracula, and the cape had a collar on it, because Dracula always has a collar and uh i was at somebody's door trick or treating and i stepped on the cape and fell in the bush and uh ripped the entire cape off so when i came home that night uh all i had was the collar the cape was gone which was pretty silly <laughs> a lot of different times i wore capes uh you know superman dracula uh pretty much Anything that would require a cape, I wanted to wear it as a kid. Yet I would continually trip over them and fall in bushes. So it's surprising that uh, almost a glutton for punishment, as it were. But uh, soon after that phase, um, started getting into early adolescence, probably around 12 or 13. Made a couple new friends that year. And I think it was either the first or close to the first year that I was allowed to go trick-or-treating by myself with my friends without my parents around, which was a pretty big thing. So we wanted kind of to maximize our trick-or-treating time and find the best places to go. And uh, I kind of grew up in an affluent part of Minnesota called Edina. And within that uh, city limits of Edina, there was a small section of it where even richer people lived called Indian Hills. And we had heard for a long time that uh Indian Hills was where the mother load was where people would hand out full-size candy bars and money and uh gold bars apparently but it was just another neighborhood where people would hand out candy sometimes it was good sometimes it was that bullshit black and white taffy shit that people tried to pawn off as real candy those people should be taken out and shot your bowl should consist of three things. Reese's Buttercups, Skittles, or 
sweet tarts. That's about it. So um, we decided to go to Indian Hills, and uh, while we were trick-or-treating around there, we uh, had one of our friends who just pretty much, I think, lost his mind. Because all he was talking about that whole year was how uh, this was the year that uh, people are supposed to steal candy from the younger kids. And even if that were the case, me and my other two friends were just not the type of kids that would steal anything, let alone rip candy out of a children's hand that were just walking by you. But he just would not let it go. He was just out of his mind. And uh, we try to convince him it's not that good of an idea to rob children. However... He just couldn't get it out of his head. So we kind of left him behind. We were just like, you know, we're going to go trick-or-treating. You do whatever high felony larcenies you want to do this year on your own. We're just going to kind of go and enjoy Halloween, you know, trick-or-treat, get some candy. So I will never forget it, man. We were heading up to this house, and they had two giant pine trees in their yard. And all we hear is a little girl screaming, and we turn... And our buddy is literally dragging a little girl dressed like a ladybug through these giant trees. She is grasping onto her candy bag like it's the last candy bag that she'll ever see in her entire life. And he's just dragging her along and he's like, let go of it, let go of it. And we're just standing there dumbfounded like, what the fuck are you doing? So he kind of decides to lose interest because this kid is obviously not going to give up her candy bag and as far as dragging her through a couple yards that's about as far as he's going to go with this uh, this theft so we turn around we're like dude you lost your fucking mind we're out of here so we walk on to the next house and as we're walking up to the next house our buddy comes flying by us and he's like the dad's come and run and we all look at each other like, what the fuck? You know, and when you're 12 years old and somebody says somebody's dad's coming, even if you haven't done anything wrong, you just take off running. You know, it's like whatever. But I was kind of a heavy set adolescent and running great distances were not uh, my forte. So I ran for a little bit, but then I had this great idea, this uh, this epiphany moment like, you know, I wasn't involved in any of this. So if I just stop running and just start trick-or-treating again, then this guy will go right past me like, hey, you know, this kid wasn't involved. Not knowing that his daughter, being a total B, uh, told her dad that the guys that were involved uh, were, uh, it was four guys and Two of us were dressed up like Freddy Krueger. One, the numb nuts that was trying to rob this little girl was dressed up like Jason. And then the fourth guy, I don't even remember. He was a ninja or some kind of weird thing that didn't match up with our horror movie theme that we were going for. But, uh, so she told her dad that these were the four guys that attacked her, even though three of us didn't do anything, you know? So... I'm just walking along and this dad comes running by and he sees me and he's like, hold it right there. And I was like, what are you talking about? Hold it right there. And he grabbed me and he 
pushed me up against the garage and he's like, where's your buddies? Where's your buddies? And then, you know, I don't know. I'm not the best at uh tense situations. So I just said, I started calling out into the night air. He got me guys. You might as well come on out. And, uh, two of my buddies were long gone. They're like, screw that. But I don't know why my other friend Ben was still hanging around, but he came walking out of the bushes and he's like, all right, let's go. So what's funny is he caught uh, the two uh, Freddy Kruegers that were in the group and the the Jason guy, the guy who actually did it, uh, he, he got away. So this dad uh, ends up taking us back to his house where the police are waiting. So we're just flipping out as, as kids do, you know. We're like, great, we're going to jail for something this other dumbass did. So we called our parents, and the cops like, you know, we're just going to wait here until your parents get here. And they were really, like, laying into us, trying to scare us, like, you know. You know, stealing a little kid's candy, that's uh, that's a felony. So... You know, if we can't work something out here, you boys are going to do a lot of time in jail and stuff. And they were just being complete douches, like most cops are when you're a kid. And uh, so the best part of the whole night is my brother shows up, my older brother. And he walks in as if he's representing me in the trial of me stealing a kid's candy. He just walks in and he goes, all right, let's go. And the cop's like, what are you talking about, let's go? And he goes, what do you think I mean, let's go? This kid's underage, okay? You can't hold him on anything. Let's go. The cop's like, he's facing a lot of serious charges. He assaulted a little girl and tried to steal her candy. And he looks right at me and he goes, did you assault a little girl and try to steal her candy? And I said, no, it was Matt. And he goes, well, there you go. And he's like, you're just going to believe him? He goes, listen, I know my brother and I know he didn't do this. And he's like, well, we have an eyewitness that puts him there at the scene. And he's like, can I talk to this eyewitness? And the cop's like, no. And he goes, so you're going to tell me that in the pitch black, everybody wearing masks, she positively identified my brother as one of the people that attacked her. And he goes, yes. And my brother's like, bullshit. And my mom started freaking out because he's mouthing off to the police, but... That was what I loved about my brother, man. He couldn't give a shit about anything, you know. And especially if somebody came at his family, all forget about it. He was going to fight tooth and nail. So the cop's like, all right, we're going to let you guys go. And then they're trying to give us this, like, you know, scared straight speech towards the end. Like, you know, you guys got off easy this time. And my brother's like, stop bullshitting. The cop's like, do you want to wait outside? And my brother's like, no, actually, I don't. And the, the cops were trying to get through this scared straight speech, and my brother was just interrupting them the whole time. And uh, the best part of the whole night was my brother actually got in more trouble than I did because he was mouthing off to the police. I just got a slap on the wrist because I, I kept telling him, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't do anything. Matt did this, and we got roped in, and he ran away. And what's funny is that night, Matt and his mom showed up at the house, um to kind of clear the air or something. And uh, she was like, you know, it's kind of a tough thing that happened tonight. And my mom just slammed the door in her face and locked it. <laughs> it was like the craziest night ever. But that was like one of the first times that uh, I went trick-or-treating by myself. And as you can see, it just went off the rails as it usually does. 
uh, shortly at like a couple years after that, you know, I was like 14 or 15 and, um, usually around the time that you stop trick or treating. But, uh, my buddy Jeff was pretty adamant about getting out there and, uh, trick or treating again. And we were like, all right, whatever, you know? So it was just me and him. And it actually ended up being the night, uh, of the huge blizzard that Minnesota got. I think it was 91, I think Halloween night into the next day, we got some ridiculous amount of snow, like 14 or 15 inches or something. So we were out there trick-or-treating in this blizzard, and uh, the best part of the night was my buddy Jeff was just like, he he wanted to like wreak havoc. Like He's like, dude, we are we are the top of the food chain out here, man. We got we to gotta raise some hell. It's Halloween. You know, he's like, haven't you ever raised hell on Halloween? And I was like... No, I was like the most vanilla kid ever. Like I never did anything wrong. I never TP'd a house or broke anybody's pumpkins or stole their Christmas lights or none of that shit. I just, you know, kept my head down and led a very, uh, a very non-aggressive childhood. <laughs> He's like, man, we got to get crazy. We got to do this. You know, not too many years left for us to be out here raising hell. And I was like, whatever. I I still remember the best part is uh, he's like, all right, man, let's raise some hell. He's like, let's bust these people's pumpkins. So it's like freezing outside and blizzarding, and I'm already over the trick-or-treating at this point. But So he goes and runs up onto their porch and grabs their pumpkin and just throws it into the street. And the best part was that it was so cold outside that it was frozen. So it hit the road and just kept rolling down the road, and it didn't even break. And... uh we both kind of laughed at that, but I was just like, man. So I was wearing a cloak that night. I care. I think I was like a skeleton with a cloak or some weird shit. And, uh, so when we got back, uh, apparently like I had so much snow on my cloak, it looked white. My mom was like, what the hell's going on? Uh, a couple years after that, uh, and it's still a joke that I do in my act. We, me and Jeff were heading to a Halloween party that night and, uh, he was dressed up like something horrific, like a zombie or something. And I was dressed up as the grim reaper and, uh, near my house, we came up to this top of the hill and we made this turn and, uh, it looked like we had come upon a car accident like seconds after it happened. Cause what it looked like happened was somebody was like going down the hill and then somebody coming off the side streets didn't like hit their brakes at all for the stop sign and just blew through it and just T-boned this other car. And the car flew up and on to uh, this person's yard and wrapped around a tree. So the, the cops and the, and the fire department and stuff, none of them were there yet. And, uh, so we came upon the accident and, uh, so this lady, it was like the craziest cause I had never been to a car accident, like right after it happened. And this lady's leg was like pinned under the, the dashboard and, uh, like her head was cut and stuff. And the people in the other car were, were pretty much fine, but it was just such a strange night. Cause I was like, uh, near the accident and one of the people was just kind of dazed and turned around and saw me standing there and got freaked out. 
And a bunch of people were like, maybe you should take the mask off and stop scaring the shit out of everybody. You know, this is a car accident. I'm sure none of them want to see the Grim Reaper, you know. And, uh, but it was just such an odd night because you look around and, and you realize that Halloween is such a crazy night. Because everybody's dressed up in costumes. And when something horrific happens, you're all still in costumes. So I turned around and like the police were taking statements from like a SpongeBob and a ghost and uh, like a cowboy and a nurse were helping this lady out of her car. <coughs> Such an odd evening to say the least. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember what the uh, other story that I wanted to tell you guys was. Um, oh, it was. Uh, so when I was uh, on the road doing comedy, like a bunch of times, I've ended up having to do shows on Halloween or near Halloween because it's just comedy. Sometimes Halloween falls on a Friday and Saturday and people think like it's a great idea to have a comedy show on Halloween. Everybody can dress up and it'll be a good time. It's never a good time. Halloween is a horrible day to try to do a stand-up comedy show. Nobody ever shows up. So I was in... Uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, and uh, after the show, these two girls came up to me. One was dressed like uh, Marilyn Monroe, and the other one was dressed up like a devil. I'll never forget it. And they were kind of flirting with me. It was I was probably on the road for maybe a couple of years at this point. I was pretty young and still kind of up to adventures and seeing new places and stuff. So uh, they came up to me after the show, and they were like, you know what? we're heading off to this Halloween party. You should come with us. It'll be a blast. And I was just like, yeah, all right, whatever. So I follow him over to this Halloween party and it's like at somebody's house and uh, we walk in and they don't introduce me to anybody. They just lead me into the house and then they're gone. And here I am just standing in somebody's living room, not even wearing a costume, just like wearing a dress shirt and jeans, just standing there. And a bunch of these guys, I keep seeing them looking over at me. And uh, I was just like, oh, shit, man, what is this? And uh, I don't know why, like, this kicked in. But, like, one of the guys came over to me and he was like, hey, uh, he's like, can I talk to you out on the on the porch for a second? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And uh, I just had this mentality of, like, there was a problem in the party and like I was a big guy and they were going to ask me to help them with a situation or something. I had no idea what was about to happen. So they took me out on the porch. It was like three guys and one of them pulls a gun out and he's not pointing it at me. He's just holding it in front of himself. And, uh, he goes, uh, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I got, uh, invited to the party. And he said, by who? And I go, well, I don't, I think their name was like Megan and Alyssa or something. I go, Megan and Alyssa. And they're like, we don't know any Megan or Alyssa. And I was like, it's the girl dressed up like Marilyn Monroe and the other one like the devil. And they were like, yeah, no, we haven't seen anybody like that. And I was like, oh, all right, whatever. So I turn around, I start walking away and the girl dressed like the devil comes out and she's like, what's going on? And I go, and they go, we don't know who the fuck this guy is and we want him out of here. And she's like, he's the comic from the steakhouse. And then they were all like, oh shit, man, so sorry. And the guy puts the gun away. 
and like, get back in here, man. We're doing some shots. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to head out. And they're like, what? Why? What's going on? And I just like storm away. And this, this girl kind of chases me down the street and she's like, where are you going? I thought we were going to have fun. And I go, listen, when, uh, when somebody pulls a gun out and puts it to my head, that's usually the end of the party for me. And I was just like, oh, forget it. But yeah, I, uh, a lot of funny incidents on Halloween. One year I decided to, uh, dress up like the Joker from Batman. And, uh, I used this, uh, this makeup that they sold at like target or something you're supposed to put it all over your face to make it white and then you're supposed to take the other colors and like you know make eyes and a mouth like the joker and stuff so i put it on and within like an hour this paste or makeup or whatever i put on my face just started cracking all over my face and i was like oh for christ's sakes i looked like uh my whole face was falling off and actually ended up being a better costume than I had anticipated. <laughs> but yeah, Halloween has always been uh, a crazy time for me. It's never been a normal thing. And now, now that I've got uh, a little daughter, I think it's going to be a lot more fun, you know, with her costumes. And I'm sure she's going to try to talk me into dressing up with her in certain costumes. Last year I had a lot of fun. I went trick-or-treating with my nephew and uh, we both dressed up as angry birds. I was the big red bird, and he was the little yellow bird, and we went around, and that kind of stuff is really fun. I, uh, I'll leave you with this, because, uh, like, Halloween time, they have a lot of uh, haunted houses and haunted hayrides and, and all that bullshit, and I never really indulged in it that much as a lot of other people, but... There was one year I decided to go on a haunted hayride with my buddy Jeff, and uh, it was just such a ridiculous thing because we get on the hayride and we start going, and this guy stands up and he starts making the announcements, and he says, uh, all right, people, as we head through this haunted hayride, just keep in mind, there are live performers that are going to be scaring you from all sides of the hayride, and just keep in mind that uh, we do not allow you to kick, punch, spit, or urinate on any of the performers and the whole hayride turned around and I said urinate and he goes yeah somebody pissed on the ghost last year and I was just like are you out of your mind and he's like yeah that kind of that kind of scars people for a while when they get urinated on and I was like in my mind trying to mentally think of how hey listen like I uh I have trouble with a lot of people in a bathroom and peeing, you know, it's called pee shyness. I can't imagine somebody just standing up on a, a, a crowded wagon full of people and just start pissing all over one of the performers. And was it intentional? Like, did he have the ability to start it that fast and just be like, Oh, I don't like this ghost and just stand up and start pissing on him. Or was it unintentional? Like he was so drunk that, he stood up and just started peeing because he had to go and the ghost ended up getting into his urine crosshairs. I mean, who knows? But just the fact that it happened and it's now in the introduction speech, it's just priceless. But uh, So be safe out there. Have a happy Halloween. Get all the candy that you want and hopefully you'll meet someone dressed up like a, 
slutty magician or something. But uh, I, uh, <coughs> I'm kind of getting over a cold right now. So um, if you want to check out more of my stuff, as always, largedrunkman.com, large uh, drunkman on Twitter, uh, my website, largedrunkman.com, and Facebook, large drunk man. And uh, as always, tune in every Wednesday for a new uh, Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. And uh, next time we'll talk about who knows.